This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. As always, there is a lot to talk about. And top of mind, uh, we're about to find out if uh, the stay-at-home order is extended here in Toronto and Peel and maybe in York as well, or if uh, the restrictions are coming off. And we're in this very odd situation, contradictory situation, where the number of cases has really gone down, as you heard in Bob's news, down 60%. But health authorities are warning us that because of the variant, it could explode yet again. Uh, the number staggering to 20,000 cases a day. We just heard that from new modeling uh, from Teresa Tam that was just unveiled this morning. And, and hey, even if it's not 20,000 a day, if it's in the thousands a day, uh, that is a difficult situation. It's the wrong it's the wrong direction for sure. So what do you think? Should we open up or should uh, the the medical officers of, of Peel in Toronto are saying, uh, let's stay locked down for another two weeks and see how things go? Uh, what do you think? What makes you feel better? And um, do you agree with John Tory has been saying even worse for a small business than not opening is opening and then having to close again. And I'd especially like to hear from you if you are a small business person. What do you think about that? Uh, we've heard from people who say, you know, this open and closing thing is really tough, really tough to deal with staff, to deal with ordering. He he was in a restaurant, the, the caller I'm thinking about. Uh, but some people say, well, at least if we're open for a little bit, we can make a little bit of money. Do you have a view on that? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And there are a couple of things that we really haven't had a chance to talk about. Uh, A couple of things that just came out yesterday. So the Liberal government is trying to bring about criminal justice reform. And what they are proposing is to take away, to eliminate more than a dozen mandatory minimum penalties, uh, which means that people carrying illegal drugs uh, and stuff like that, drug possession uh, is not going to be something that can land them in jail. So they're saying that this is a move forward to clear the criminal justice system and to treat addiction as a disease rather than a crime. There are people who are saying, hey, uh, this is uh, getting soft on crime and this is a bad thing. So what do you think about that? Also yesterday, we did cover it here on the program, the Senate has proposed amendments to medical assistance in dying. So uh, 
The government had a deadline for amending that bill because it was struck down as unconstitutional. The provision that was unconstitutional was the one that said your death had to be imminent, basically, to qualify for this. So they sent a bill that got rid of that, and the Senate sent it back with some uh, some big amendments, one of them allowing for advanced directives. Uh, we had a a talk with Pamela Wallen, Senator Pamela Wallen, and it's based on her experience with her mother and grandmother who had Alzheimer's, and she thinks that's how she will end up, and she wants to be able to say in advance that when she reaches a certain point, if she, God forbid, she reaches a certain point, um, she doesn't she doesn't want to live like that. Uh, is that a good idea? Is it a slippery slope? Uh, the other thing they, they also sent back to the government saying, take 18 months and figure out how people whose only underlying condition is a mental health condition, how they can qualify. What do you think of that? Is that a bridge too far or is that a good idea? Uh, again, the numbers 416 360 toll free 1866. 744-740. And let's begin with Carolyn in Wasega Beach. Hi, Carolyn. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I have a concern um, with the fact that the paramedics up in our area, at least, are not considered first-line responders to get the, the uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why. I mean, they're in and out of people's homes. I mean, you're, you're checked before they come in, but how do you know for sure? And I mean, they're in and out and in and out of hospitals, and they don't consider them first responders for the vaccine. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's an ever-growing list of people who are considered priority for vaccines, and uh, uh, paramedics definitely are healthcare workers. Uh, there's on the on the other side of it, though, there there are some critics and people who say, really, you should be just focusing on age because the people most likely to die are older people and uh, focus on older people in the community who now have a priority, but it is along with a very long list of other people. I'm sorry, I I missed you there. Uh, I'm just saying that there are people who are saying that that, um, the main focus should be on older people in the community uh, because they are most likely to die. And right now they're on the priority list, but with a whole host of other people. Uh, which Exactly. Um, uh, so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know why the uh, paramedics, I've, I've heard about it, but th- there is a very long list of people who are on the priority list. Yesterday I saw a young physiotherapist who got vaccinated. Now, yes, she would be dealing with the public, but uh, I'm thinking, you know, um, if if I were making the list, I'd put people before, there'd be a lot of people I, w- I would put before a, a 30-something physiotherapist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the paramedics, I mean, they're, they, they don't know what they're walking into half the time. And uh, I mean, they're, they're all over. Sure, if uh, you've been 
checked for COVID and you're clear, they don't have to worry too much about putting on the all the extra equipment they have to put on if they come into your house. And I know that from experience. We've had them several times for my husband. And um, But if they don't know, then they've got to get all their equipment off and everything else. They're protecting themselves the best way they can, but they're still, you know, not first in line. Okay. Like the nurses and the doctors. Okay. Well, uh, I hope your husband's fine. Well, unfortunately, I lost them. Oh, I'm sorry but, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it uh, was one of those things, and it definitely was not COVID, so I'm happy about that. But uh, I feel for the other people. I mean, myself, I'm in my, my late 70s, and, uh, you know, how long do I have to wait for a shot? Well, exactly. That's a good question. I hope it's not that long, but, um, you know, it is very slow. As of uh, yesterday, we were 46th in the world in vaccine rollout. Not a very impressive number. Carolyn, uh, sorry about your loss, and thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We're waiting to hear whether uh, things open up or whether we stay locked down for another two weeks. What do you think? Uh, and it's this very contradictory uh, situation where we, we're seeing a big drop in cases, but the health authorities are warning that because of these new variants, things could turn in the wrong direction very quickly and we could be overwhelmed. So uh, it depends who you believe and what you think we should be doing. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Jay in Etobicoke. Hi, Jay. Hi, pretty good. Uh, I like your show. I, I always listen to your show. Thank you. Uh, it's a great one. Uh, yeah, my opinion is that uh, I could point out the failure in the United States because people can either follow the politicians or the medical experts. And the failure, obviously, in the United States is because that people were actually following the politicians and because of their cavalier attitude and not following the strict regulation uh, or the protocol of uh, COVID-19. So I don't want that to happen in Canada and uh, especially in Toronto. And I would definitely go by the uh, experts' uh, decision, uh, which is actually two weeks of lockdown, um, because there's no mandate by the government uh, to, uh, have, to have everyone following the rule, same rules. And uh, when, when I walk on the street, I see some people, they, they actually wear masks and some people, they don't. So where do we stand now? I mean, there's no, it is not mandated, 100%. Well, so, uh, there, there's... It, it, it's not clear that you have to wear a mask when you're outside unless there are a lot of people around you. So um, that's not one of the guidelines. You certainly have to wear one inside. And some people say with the variants, maybe you should wear two or just make sure it fits real tight. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, we've come this far. Why not another two weeks? Uh, Jay and Etobicoke, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Okay. We'll soon find out. 416-360-0740. 
The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And let us go to Joan in Mississauga. Hi, Joan. Oh, I haven't talked to you in so long. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. you- I have a few, I mean, I could talk to you for an hour today because I'm so just fed up with all this stuff. I can't believe that the doctor in York actually believes that he could open up at Red on Monday when they had somebody standing on the corner of Bathurst and Steel on one side of the street to cross over from York to Toronto in less than five minutes. So why would Peel and Toronto, they shut down, but yet the doctor and in York, and they've got as many cases as we do because per capita we're a lot bigger. Why would they be allowed to go to Red? You know, I, I you know, the everybody is very diplomatic and says, "Hey, he knows his his area." But uh, throughout the whole piece, he he has been less in favor of lockdown than than uh, the medical officers in Peel and in Toronto. And even Niagara, I mean, everybody was up in arms about Niagara, who went to Gray. And yet Halton, Hamilton, Burling, Oakville, all around them, they went up. A, you know, that doctor in Niagara said, hey, listen, let's just go to Gray. So why would, if they make that decision this afternoon to open up York, I just, you know, I'm putting my hands up and I'm not even going to listen anymore because I think that would be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Doug Ford says, I'm, I'm listening to all the doctors. Well, yeah, he is. But that one doctor in York, I don't know who he's listening to, but he says, let's go to Red. And he knows what happens before Christmas. Well, and he was lined up at the Vaughn Mills and all the malls because of that. Well, it, it's interesting. The province, uh, you know, the province might let them open up, but not go into the Red. And people, just to remind everybody, there's this color-coded system of actually how much you're opening up and and uh, gray is more restrictive than red and York region wants to go into red. They want to have uh, indoor dining in restaurants and uh, stuff like that. So uh, we just wait and see, but you make a very good point. Uh, and, you know, all of these places are close to each other. And, and one of the things, some of the areas that are already open have said, Hey, people, if you are in a lockdown zone, we don't want you coming here. And, yeah, and uh, Libby, at one point they say that, but in the next breath, the Oakville mayor, he said that the other day, but the next breath he said, but if you do come, you just have to follow the rules. So, like, it's like a two-sided thing. He, on the same conversation, he just swayed right over and said, you know, we welcome you, but if you come, you got to behave. Well, obviously they're going to behave or they're not going to get inside a restaurant or they're not going to go inside a store. So, you know, like one breath, he says, oh, no, you know, really stay home. But the next breath, but they need us. So they want us to come to Oakville, and they'll want us to go to York because they get more people buying stuff. It's crazy. But my Uh, other comment is 7-Eleven opening up a bar. Okay. (laughs) I saw that, too. Joan, thanks for your call. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your call, Joan. Okay. Uh a lot more to come. Uh, let me give the numbers out again before we take a break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So far, everybody that has called in on this is in favor of staying in lockdown. I guess uh, our audience is on the cautious side or they have been listening to the guests that we have here. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, if you want my personal opinion, I, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I think, you know, we should stay in lockdown uh, for another two weeks. It's not that long. That's better than taking a chance that everything explodes. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Before we go, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free uh, 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like. As long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And we have some important news just in. And that is an announcement from the Prime Minister about adding eligibility for key benefits to uh, help people through this pandemic. And there are two key benefits for unemployed workers and parents at home with children. So, the CERB, the Canada Recovery Benefit, and the Canada Recovery Caregiving Benefit will raise the number of weeks available to 38 from 26. Uh, they're already available for six months, uh, so they will now be available for 38 weeks. And uh, the sickness benefit will be expanded to four weeks from two, so workers can stay home if they're feeling ill or have to isolate. Now, there have been a lot of issues about those sick benefits, and uh, the, the issue that people are saying is that you have to apply for it and you miss your income, and it takes a long time for that money to arrive, and that is why a lot of precarious workers can't afford that and end up going to work when they're not feeling well. Uh, the employment insurance eligibility is also getting stretched, allowing people who qualify to claim up to 50 weeks rather than the 26 the Liberals uh, proposed when the system restarted in late September. I'm just looking at this as it is coming in right now, so we will get more details. So what do you think? Is that the right thing? Uh, is that going to help you out? any of these additional benefits. Again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Paul in Whitby. Hi, Paul. Hello. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? You're on the air. Thank you. I'm good. Thanks. Go now, ahead. I was just curious when we're discussing the vaccine rollout, why are they not referring to using the database that the OHIP, the health ministry, has? Because it lists everyone's age, where they live, and what hospital they're close to. Why not just do that? And then once you've identified a group, work from there. You hear no mention of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't know. They they have a new data system. Um, I would think the the issue is now you're going to have to register, like get an appointment, 
they they don't want people showing up for vaccines without an appointment. So they're setting up an online thing. And I'm, you know, I hate to be a naysayer, but I'm just uh, wondering, is that thing going to be very hard to access and crashy because too many people are trying to access it at once? That's right. And if they're going for a specific age group, then what they, they, they got all the info there. All they have to do is email or talk to their doctors. Well, uh, John Tory added something very interesting. Uh, he said that most people will be getting their vaccinations in a pharmacy uh, or a doctor's office, which I think is very good news. Yeah, because I heard in the news today that you, the Pfizer can be stored in a normal fridge. Yep, we're just hearing that. So that would be very good news. But I think the the issue is getting a system where people can get an appointment so we don't have some kind of free-for-all. Oh, yeah, which is fine. But I'm just saying, you've got all the database there. You've got the doctors associated with those people. Just use your existing system. Okay, anything else, Paul? No, that's it. Okay, thank you, Paul. All right, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And um, we've been talking about the vaccine rollout. We've been talking about whether people think that uh, the lockdown should be extended or whether we should start easing things up. There are also other things that happened this week. Yesterday, we were talking about the amendments from the Senate about medical assistance in dying. And uh, Melanie, you want to talk about that? Hi, Libby. Um, usually, I'm pretty chirpy, but today I'm very sad when I, what I heard yesterday. Um, I am totally, totally against uh, our government having that role in determining uh, when people can end their life. I believe that should be uh, done through a huge um, uh, decision made by our medical teams all across Canada. The reason I'm against it that, is I, medical teams that will be making that decision. It's not the no, government. Oh, no, I mean to for to give the government that decision. We're already putting our decision. doctors into positions of having to bring death early to, to a lot of people. And and there are our doctors are healers. They're not to, they're not supposed to be there to instigate death. And the reason I'm concerned is I've had people, I've known people and in family friends who have had uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. And the big thing is that right now we're sending a horrible message to, to teenagers and to young people who are going to hear this. They'll say, you know what? My government legitimizes myself, killing myself when I'm depressed. Why should I see a psychiatrist? Why should I even, why should there even be mental health hospitals? What are we saying that when your life is painful, Libby, you know that yourself, life is, is, is a test. Life is constantly bringing us good and bad, just like the weather. And we're telling our young people, you know, when it gets a little too hard, you know, don't worry I, about I don't it. think that's what we're telling our young people. And oh. uh, actually, it's not the government that will decide. It will be panels of doctors. And but the idea of people, people who uh, are in favor of this, and that's a majority of Canadians saying... I don't saying, believe 
that. I used to do, I used to do, I used to work for Enveronics at one time, and I know how a lot of times uh, uh, these things can be skewed depending on how they're interpreted. We know that a lot of elections have been foretold that this person will win, when in reality they don't. Okay, Melanie, I think we know where you stand on that. Thanks for your call. If anybody else wants to talk about the amendments, the proposed amendments, to medical assistance in dying, yay or nay, do give us a call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Jim and Pickering, change of pace, wants to talk about Mars. And uh, yesterday, uh, the rover Perseverance landed on the red planet. Yeah, good ever. I, and Libby, I knew I could ask you because women are from Venus and men are from Mars. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, we're going well, into Gray now, come on. But anyway, it's a book. But you know something? Honestly, I thought that yesterday, and as, as incredible as that is, and they launched that last um, summer, and they, they got it up there, and it was doing 19,000 miles an hour. They slowed it down by parachute, then fired rockets to land it safely. They have helicopters that are going to go around and check out all these things, right? Well, you know, Libby, all of them, and then they said the cost. I mean, when you hear the what it cost, and I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, how many people are starving today? And and how many people are out on the cold, and we don't have money? You know what, Libby? I just try to make sense of things sometimes. And and you know what? When a thing stop making sense and you got to ask some questions, you know, I guess they're rhetorical, but holy camoly, all that money, are we going to be, be around long enough to escape this planet and go to Mars? Oh, my goodness. I, only if these uh, variants don't take us over in the meantime. Libby, what, what is the plan? I'm not sure what you mean by the plan. You know, there was a company that was having people sign up for a one-way trip to Mars, uh, but they are defunct. It's a very long trip. I I don't know of uh, people who would really like to go to Mars. Space exploration, it's interesting, and I guess that we will finally uh, begin to solve the question of whether there is some kind of life in yeah, on Mars. But yeah, you ask a good question. Should we be spending money on that when there are so many other things? Exactly. I mean, the plan, that, and that's what I said. I know we can't know the exact answer, but why would, are we going to spend that much money up there when we have our, our, our present is so uncertain? So we're doing that for a future that, you know, may or may never come. In the meantime, it just doesn't make—it doesn't make sense to me. But why? And, I, and I'm sure there is an explanation. They have to spend vast amounts of money. You know, it's bad enough we have our defense budget in the U.S. and all these other countries, but then we're going to go way up into space, and I'm, that's probably part of the answer. You know, who you control space? You know, at one time it was he who controlled the oceans. So anyway, but maybe I just. I, ha- I had that thought yesterday, like, I think it's fantastic on one hand. The other hand is the amount of money and what we what else we could do with it. Okay. Thanks for that, Jim. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Let's go to Brian in Mimico. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. You know, I think the assisted dying should be more liberalized because my mother, she died just before her 90th birthday in a long-term care home. 
And when she went in, she was wheelchair-bound and all that. She just gradually got worse, ended up bedridden, the whole thing, and then starting to lose her mind. Before that, she said, you know, I'm ready to go now. They should just give me that big needle the doctors used to give people. I guess when she was back in Scotland, a nurse, they just put them out of their misery, let it be done. But, of course, really? do that today. Um, yeah, well, a lot of people, uh, you know, a majority of, of Canadians uh, agree with that. Uh, partly, it's a matter of wanting to be in control, uh, that you can make the decision. I mean, it, it's, you know, at what point? It's, I mean, the difficulty is that, you know, I don't think that in advance you can know how you would value your life when you're in a very bad situation. But, well, she certainly did. I, I would be in the same boat. I would want to be in a long-term care home. I lived a good life, everything else. I'm ready to go on, see what comes next. You might get wherever you're going when you die. Look around saying, hmm, is this heaven or hell? And you might hear a voice that says, hell, where do you think you just were? There's no pain. There's no work. There's no war. There's no sickness here. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a whole other question of, of what happens after. But people want to be in control, and d- dementia is, uh, is 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 a big issue because it, it takes a long time. And, uh, you know, by the time people are at a stage where they don't want to go on anymore, they can't make the decision, and those amendments would kind of tackle that Um uh, so, yeah, Brian, uh, a lot of people would be agreeing with you that they want to see these amendments, or at least some of them happen. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, let's... Take a oh. call from Julius in Scarborough. Uh, wants to say something about Rush Limbaugh. Can you believe it? Um, okay, I won't speak ill of the dead. He passed away this week. Right. Uh, you know, um, I, I would tune into Limbaugh from time to time, a fair amount of time. By the way, always after I listen to your show, Miss Timer. Okay. But, uh, you know, the thing about Limbaugh to me was, uh, first of all, he was never boring. Well, yeah. And he was a, a very excellent communicator. And to me, he could cut through a lot of political gobbledygook, uh, and he could get to the core and explain things very simply that uh, you don't get much today. So uh, from that point of view, whether you agreed with him or not, uh, he was never boring. And he sort of made the complex uh, sound easy. Well, yeah, and he also liked conspiracy theories. But, uh, yeah, uh, to each his own. Like I said, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Oh, I think we we lost him there. Thanks, Julius, for your call. And uh, let's go to Merv in Grimsby. Hi, Merv. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm watching the CTV news. Oh, <laughs> and. Doug Ford was just on, and I just had to call. Uh, it's been really bugging me about his constant statement that he is following, um, let's say, scientific advice or medical officer of health advice. And, you know, 
blatantly he is not. Um, the um, 26, I think, I believe it was 26, infectious disease specialist from the hospital row in Toronto sent a letter back in October, an open letter to Doug Ford, requesting that he take immediate action in, you know, shutting down areas and so on. And he made fun of them. He said, you know, where's the proof? Well, here's 26 experts. These people know. They work every day with COVID patients. And I, I have to say, I'm biased because one of my, my uh, children works every day in a hospital row with COVID patients. Well, so that's uh, hear, hats sorry. off to uh, to to uh, your children who do that. Well, thanks. Uh, actually, I have <laughs> the one that works on hospital row is a doctor. The other one is a nurse in Hamilton. Now, luckily, so far she hasn't been exposed. But um, the the one who's in Toronto, uh, like I said, works every day, and. When I see stuff like this, I and I I have to go back a little bit. I'm I'm uh, I didn't vote for Doug Ford. I haven't voted for conservatives since Bill uh, Davis. <laughs> that would be a while ago. Yeah, betrayed the people of Hamilton. But after Doug Ford's actions in the spring, I was thinking, well, maybe next time I might. But certainly by September 1, no chance in the world. He has just made up. He's just been terrible. And he doesn't follow, you know, their advice. Well, we're going to hear, uh, I think, probably in about an hour and a half on whether he is going to follow their advice this time, at least in, in Toronto and Peel. I think but, he was signaling that, that he will extend the lockdown. Well, that would be good. And I, I, I understand that it's they're economically, um, you know, in the best interest of small business. However, on the other hand, there is a cost of putting a patient in ICU. Well, first of all, putting them in a hospital, putting them in ICU, and then putting them on a ventilator. That's a huge cost. Absolutely. And I don't think anyone has ever done any comparisons as to what that actually cost us and how many lives could have been saved if we had gone into lockdown in September. And you know what? Um, I just saw a study out of France that said that one out of five patients with type 2 diabetes and a few other risk factors uh, dies of COVID. And there are a lot of people, uh, diabetes, uh, type 2 diabetes is an epidemic. So, uh, you know, uh, oh, very I, sobering, I, very sobering numbers. Merv, thanks for your call and all the best to uh, your son, the doctor, and your daughter, oh, the nurse. Heck. Thanks. Uh, we've got to take a break. 
When we come back, we'll have more of your calls and your comments. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we're talking about, uh, what do you think? Is Doug Ford going to listen to the medical officers of health in Toronto and Peel and extend the lockdown, the stay-at-home order, or are things going to open up as planned on Monday? We'll have more when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We are talking about whether the stay-at-home order should be lifted here in Toronto and in Peel. And what about York that wants to go all the way into the red zone, uh, even though it's right next door? Uh, So we're talking about that and also about our very sluggish, um, very, very slow vaccine rollout. And that is what Don in Hamilton wants to discuss. Hi, Don. Oh, hi, Libby. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Just a couple of points. First of all, I think uh, uh, Mr. Trudeau, our illustrious prime minister, blew it right from the start by ordering uh, his vaccine from China. Uh, You know, we're not at the top of China's list to start with, even though he'd like to think so. But uh, with everything that's been going on, I don't believe that uh, we're anywhere close to the top of the list, Uh, you know. And um, secondly, uh, my other point is uh, about the lockdown going uh, from black out of black in Toronto. To be quite honest, I think they should uh, keep everybody locked up in Toronto, feeling that area for another couple of months. And that that would shut everything right down. Okay, nope. you know what, Don? I, I don't know what kind of a device you're on, but uh, we're, yeah. we're, you're really breaking up badly. So uh, I'm going to let you go. I've heard you. You think we should stay in lockdown. And longer than the two weeks that the medical officers of health are advising, a couple of months. Okay, uh, let us see who is next. We've got Kim in Etobicoke. Hi, Kim. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Uh, this is a little bit off topic. It's about the rover landing on No, that's Earth. fine. Go ahead. And the gentleman said, what's the point? I mean, it is so expensive. And I thought of my young grandson, who's seven, left. His parents let him leave school early yesterday because he was so excited just over the moon, so to speak, to see it land on Mars. And I thought that there's the future, not that he'll likely ever go to Mars. Hopefully it not. Gives hope. <laughs> it gives them hope in this really difficult time, that there's something other than COVID to think about. And, and he just loved seeing the landing. So... It's very, it's very inspiring, and it's it's learning, and a lot of Absolutely. kids are fascinated with. And we will learn about the Earth from looking at Mars, you know, from studying Mars. I mean, it's a huge learning experience, and I'm thrilled that he's 
so passionate about the space program. But again, it's 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 it is what uh, what gives them hope. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, it was exciting for all of us to oh, watch. It was like <laughs> heart stopping. Oh, I could see, and I'm retired, you know. Um, but again, to me, I mean, we do have homeless, and it's terrible, and we have to do everything we can to help them. But we also have to think of our young ones, too, you know, and, and the space that they're going to be our future and they're our hope. And, Let's learn everything we can. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, um, yeah, something pleasant to talk about, that really remarkable landing of Rover. And it was heart-stopping because the most dangerous part is the landing, and it could have just burnt up. But it didn't. It landed successfully. And uh, it was, again, she's right, something else to think about, something positive to think about. Okay. Bill in East York. Hi, Bill. Hi. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Good. I just want to say I enjoy your show. Thank and you. Enjoy your station. I'm going to make it uh, as sort of fast as possible. Uh, my big uh, beef is uh, gun control. And in this country, uh, to us, just a generalized sense, crime pays. Uh, until Ottawa gets tougher on laws uh, to deal with people that use guns and kill each other, uh, it's just uh, keeping the police and uh, the lawyers in business. We have to get tougher sentences and uh, keep people a bit longer in uh jail because uh, just crime pays and that's about it uh, okay well uh, they're they're going in the opposite direction they're <laughs> they're yeah. making the sentences uh less stiff as at least for certain offenses uh bill thanks for your call uh let us go to matt in toronto hi matt oh hi let me thank you for taking my call you know it's getting harder and harder to get on your show you're so popular okay well keep trying <laughs> you're here All now right. I'm here now is right. I just want to make a quick comment uh, regarding the comments made by um, Premier Ford to the opposition leader, Andrea Horvath. For, oh, we didn't talk. talk about that. Let's just refresh people's memory of what you're talking about. So a couple of no. days ago, uh, she was criticizing something that he did, which is her job. And he said it was it was like nails on a chalkboard, and uh, that was uh, considered to be, and I think, yeah, sexist remark. I don't think he would have said that to a man. And then he wasn't there yesterday because he was kind of admonished by the speaker, and, and there are people who are saying he should apologize. Matt, you go ahead now. The, the media, most media outlets, of course, you know, when, when they present um, something like what you just um, uh, referred to, Libby, they don't, obviously, they don't give you the full, um, the full review. There had been previous comments. Uh, if you go online, you could see some of the previous comments. And he had apologized to Andrea Horvath, but he continued until finally uh, he made this comment. Um, to Andrea regarding, um, you know, the, the nails on the blackboard, which I, I, 
I do agree. I, I think they are sexist remarks. And, and I agree. I agree that if it had been maybe the leader of the opposition party or the Green Party, uh, he probably wouldn't have used the selection of words that he did. Uh, I think they are sexist in, in nature. But considering uh, everything that this government um, uh, has done with our seniors, um, and so many, so many have lost their lives uh, due to their poor mishandling uh, of the COVID in in the uh, long term um, healthcare units, um, he's he's got he's got to be ashamed of that. And uh, Andrea Horvath has every right to make her comments uh, because at the end of the day, she's an elected leader of the opposition, and that's what her job is. Her job is to oppose the government, and there's no reason for him. Uh, to get in with sexist remarks, he should just be answering the questions and providing that information to the legislature. Absolutely. And, you know, he can do this. You know, um, I I will say that, you know, Andrea, when Andrea criticizes, she she sounds quite angry all the time. And there there may be very good reasons for that. And, you know, usually he he can just sound calm. Um, and uh, again, uh, you know, I think it's pretty clear that he would not have spoken to a male leader of a party in that way. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I would stop at calling him sexist. I think he just really doesn't like her. Uh, but, I, but he but would not seen, have spoken to a man like that. No, but, but I mean, it, it goes back to Libby, you know, some of the comments that he had directed to um, the liberal leader uh, before um, our, our previous premier. Um, and, you know, I think Doug, Doug needs to just push the reset button uh, and just step back a little bit. Uh, there's obviously a lot of issues that this government is facing. We get it, but I think he needs to reset. Uh, and, and, and most of all, he needs to apologize. He oh, really does. I would think so. I mean, there's some people saying that, that, that he, you know, he's really avoiding apologizing and being asked for that. I mean, I, I don't know why, you know, the longer you put off apologizing, the longer this, remains a story. So, yeah. um, and, and he's been around long enough to figure that out, but you know, we will, we will see what happens, Matt. Thanks for your call. Thank you, Libby. Okay. Uh, we do have a few minutes left. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Dan in Scarborough. Hi, Dan. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a first-time caller and oh, a long-time listener. Uh, there anyway, you go. What, what, what I'd like to talk about is and I'm, uh, is the new provincial Ontario Minister of Finance. can't pronounce his last name. Bethlen Falvey. Peter Bethlen Falvey. Oh, I'll call him Peter then. <laughs> anyway, he basically wants to introduce a, a digital service system that goes online. For? And, this is basically regarding getting, putting your information regarding health, renewing your license sticker, all these different things. And I don't you know can, how many. You, uh, you can already do it online. I, I renewed my sticker online. It was really easy. Well, this is what I'm getting at. I mean, a lot of seniors, like myself, like my mother, like I'm in my 70s. I look after my mom. She's in her 90s. I don't have Good internet service. I don't have a smartphone. I basically think that it becomes discriminatory that. They're going to force me to, to, to go into that situation. I, I, I kind of like my privacy. 
And I, and I think in terms of not only myself, there are other seniors out there who probably couldn't even afford those things. Well, And, and you know, they're putting people in, in a situation where uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, and, should... and then on top of it, they talk about feedback that they want from the public, but you have to go online. I can't even go online. Well, well, uh, for a lot of things, they're giving you a phone option. A lot no, of I the... haven't heard anything on a phone option, believe me. Uh, well, there's going to be a phone option, certainly for registering for your vaccine. Well, that, that I understand, but all these different other services, and, and we don't know how many they, they plan to, to put on there. But it basically prohib- prohibits a lot of people to even get on. They don't have those, those, those means of doing it financially, probably, or they don't want to. I mean, from a privacy issue, from a discriminatory issue, it, it, we, we, some people just don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so, and so, I, I mean, mean what, what, option, what options is the government giving those people? I mean, I, I hear you, and I hear other people who say that. I mean, it's just, you know, that that's the way the world is going, and it's getting there faster because of COVID. So I think that's uh, that's just the reality of it. But I definitely hear you that it's difficult for a lot of people. And I hope you let your MPP know. Okay, um, let us see if we have time for one more. We've got Murray and Malton. Hello, Murray. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Not bad. Your uh, one caller mentioned that uh, Doug Ford is uh, not doing as good as he did in the beginning, and I agree. Uh, I don't know whether he's allowing his hands to be tied or his hands are tied. Uh, it just uh, it it came up with long term care. In the beginning, he was uh, hell bent for your change, and then all of a sudden, he's relaxed and relying on this person, relying on that person. And I don't know whether he's allowing himself to be tied up or somebody's tying him up. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of it is just the natural way of the world that after uh, they've been around for a while, uh, people are and things aren't going so well. Uh, all politicians, to some extent, are suffering. But yeah, especially on long term care. Yeah, he came I out guns know. blazing, saying, we're going to fix this. We're going to put a ring around them. And, and, and it was even worse in the second wave. They did exactly. not do what had to be done. So, yeah, exactly. and his and numbers are down. Members may be forcing him to uh, relax a little bit, or I, I don't know where it is. I just feel that he's not the same person anymore. He's uh, relying on too many other people. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for this week and for today. Jane Brown will be here on Monday. I'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.